Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. The wind of it is first offering just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh my God! Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My oh my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. It is Tuesday, September 20th, 2022, and you're tuning in to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's Major League Baseball betting podcast. The season rolls on. We're coming down the stretch here, folks. 16 games today in the majors. Brendan Glasheen, your host, with Colin Whitchurch and Sean Zarello, both of Action Network. Colin, Action Network senior editor, and Zarello, one of our best writers at Action, covering Baseball, we are presented by BetMGM. We have a lot to get to on the show today, everybody. As we come down the stretch, there are some divisional races that remain very interesting, and we will get to that soon uh, down the stretch. But we'll find out if we're going to fade the public today. I think we're going to go to the Mariners and Athletics with Luis Castillo, who, remember, was a member of the Reds at one point, but now pitching well for the Mariners. He is on the mound today. We'll dissect that matchup. Some underdogs we like, and then rapid fire, a couple last-minute bets that you can find in the Action Network app from both Sean and Colin uh, on the app, but they will share some of them here on the podcast. So we do start with best bets. Just go out there and try to have fun, you know. You know, having fun is the name of the game. Hey, you trying to make an ass of me? Get on that bag! Sean Zarillo, why don't you start us off? What do you have for us today? Yeah, I bet the Astros yesterday. I'm going to bet them again today. I like them in both halves here. Plus 116 for the full game, plus 110 for the first five innings. I also like the first five spread to minus 150. Christian Javier has been great this season. 287 expected ERA. McClanahan at 2.5. Amongst starters who have thrown at least 100 innings this season, McClanahan is second. Javier is fourth in expected ERA. They rank third and 10th respectively in strikeout minus walk rate. So Javier closer to McClanahan probably than the market thinks that he is. Houston's also in their better split here. They're 20% above average against left-handed pitching, just 10% above average against righties. And the Rays are in their lesser split, 3% above average against righties, 
8% above average against lefties. Now, these splits kind of hold true both over the course of the full season and since the All-Star break. And what I also like in terms of splits is Javier's pitch mix against this Rays offense. He throws a fastball or a slider basically 90% of the time. Tampa Bay, an average offense against fastballs, a bottom five offense against sliders on a per-pitch basis. Again, that holds true both over the course of the full season and since the All-Star break, since the trade deadline. So Houston and their better split, in addition to having a good pitch mix to work against this Rays offense, just to reiterate, Astros to plus 116, first five to plus 110, and the first five spread all the way up to minus 150. Very good. McClanahan, by the way, was uh, he did make a start against Toronto, uh, made his regular start five days ago, so he's back on normal rest, but was off for two weeks because he had something flare up uh, before a start against the Marlins. So he is back, and this will be his second start since that injury. Colin Whitchurch, best bet for us on this uh, Tuesday. I wanted to respond to Zarillo's bat real quick because it's a rare instance sure. where we disagree. I was going to talk about Ray's Astros later, but may as well get to it right now. I was with Zarillo where I saw the line at first and I was like, I'm going to be all over the Astros. I was all over them as underdogs last night. However, what gave me pause is realizing they clinched last night. They clinched the division. They clinched a first round bye. I'm worried that we're not going to get a lot of Houston's regular starters in the lineup tonight. So that gave me pause. And I'm actually betting Tampa in this game with McClanahan, who actually has better numbers against right-handed batters this year. So I'm not too worried about the splits, even though Houston does crush lefties. So yeah, that's just something to consider with the clinching last night. Again, division first round by, they don't have a lot to play for the rest of the season. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Jordan Alvarez, Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, et cetera, tonight. And that would affect my bet. So I am actually on Tampa tonight for the first five and the full game. My best bet today, I'm going to Blue Jays Phillies, another matchup between playoff contenders, Ross Stripling against Kyle Gibson. And I actually like Stripling as the better starting pitcher in this matchup. He's actually been, he's come up huge for Toronto of late. And for most of the season, especially with guys like you say, Kikuchi not performing like Toronto thought coming into the season, Stripling's last six starts have all been quality starts, six plus innings, three or fewer earned runs during that stretch. He's thrown 36 and two thirds innings with 35 strikeouts and just five walks on the season. He has a two nine, four ERA, which is superb. Obviously, a little bit lucky there. 3-4-5 expected ERA, 3-6-2 expected FIP. He's only striking out 21.6 batters. He's never been a big strikeout guy, but he only has a 4.2% walk rate, which is the lowest of his career. And his ground ball rate of 44.6% is his highest since 2019. Kyle Gibson on the other side has been kind of up and down for Philly. 4-4-5 ERA, 4-3-2 expected ERA, and a 4.01 XFIP. So even if he's been a little unlucky, his expected indicators are still worse than striplings. When Gibson struggles, it's generally, I mean, you can say this about most starting pitchers, it's generally when he struggles with the walks. He has seven starts this year where he's walked three or more batters, and in those starts, you see a seven earned run outing, six earned run outings, a five, a four. So when he's walking batters, he struggles. Toronto's in the top half of the league in walk rate versus right-handed pitching. They're also the third best offense in general against right-handed pitching. 117 weighted runs created plus Phillies average against righties at just 101. I like the Blue Jays. I'm going to focus on the first five with them. Minus 115 is what I like there for Toronto. Jays have won outright the full game. Eight of the last nine games that Stripling has started. 
And on the other side, Gibson, they've uh, the Phillies have won. They're three and four in his last seven starts, just as the result at the end. So, yeah, you're right. Stripling has been uh, keeping the Blue Jays afloat in the wild card standings in the American League. Let's go to fade the public. Today, uh, Luis Castillo, who, again, as we said at the top of the show, yes, he is a member of the Mariners, those red-hot Mariners, 91% of the bets and 99% of the money coming in on Seattle against the Athletics. And looking over at BetMGM, right now you can get the Seattle Mariners. Well, you you can get the Oakland A's at plus 180 on the money line, full game, minus 225 for the full game. And then first five... That shrinks to minus 200, so I'm just thinking of the Castillo angle, plus 170 for the A's. Zarillo, uh, an angle here on this game, and is it going to require fading the public today? Yeah, minus 200 for the Mariners. First five is kind of a break-even price for me. If it was a bit lower, I would have bought in on Castillo. Um, He's been electric since coming to Seattle. I don't know if they made a mechanical tweak with him or something, but... He averaged 98.2 miles an hour in his last start. He's only ever done that three other times in his career. He did it twice last year. He did it once in his rookie season. So his velocity since he went to the Mariners has actually trended up slightly. 49 innings, 60 strikeouts, 11 walks, 230, 70 RA, 2.8 expected FIP since joining the Mariners. So again, I don't know if they made a tweak to his mix. They made a tweak to his mechanics, moved his position on the mound what have you, but he has been better and trending better since joining the Mariners. So I would need plus 196 or better in order to find value on the A's over the course of the full game. I did like J.P. Sears previously based on earlier season metrics because of his pop-up rate and getting some hidden outs, particularly when he's getting home starts. That has trended down of late. He's not generating as many pop-ups. Batters are squaring him up more frequently. So falling out of love a little bit with J.P. Sears, uh, Castillo trending up, not super inclined to jump against the Mariners today. I got to be honest. I thought Seattle was hot. And just look, they have not been hot. That the, the Angels are like beating them, which is annoying. Um, okay. Well, I, I feel better about Mariners getting it back on track today, Colin Whitchurch. I, I, I think you're right. You might have to wait on the number, right? Yeah, we're kind of to the point of the season. And, and Zarillo, I would be surprised if we disagree with this. As, as a heavy underdog better, we're kind of at the point of the season where you have to be careful betting these big underdogs because so many of these teams have kind of packed it in for the season and it's a lot harder to find value on them. It's funny. I, I'm going to get to a couple underdogs that I, I couldn't help, but bet on a little later, but the athletics against the Mariners in this situation is one of those spots where I just can't find a reason to back the underdog unless the number was a little bit more extreme Zerillo mentioned 196. Generally, in a matchup like this, I'm looking at plus 200 or better. I want to I want to double my money if I'm going to take a risk on Oakland like this. I have been keeping an eye on Luis Castillo's strikeout props for tonight. However, it's sitting at seven and a half at BetMGM right now. He is hit over seven and a half strikeouts in five of his eight starts with the Mariners right now. The over seven and a half is plus money. So I might be willing to take a stab on that. But as far as this game, as far as Oakland and as far as Seattle, it is a pass for me. So dogs this year, we've mentioned multiple times have been historically bad. Minus 6.5% ROI on the season. $100 bet on every dog would cost you $14,000. Previous years, 
minus 4.4%, the worst ROI. That was pandemic season, minus 3.7%, the worst full season ROI. And in September this year, dogs have been worse than they have been in any other month. Minus 15% ROI on the month. They were minus 13.5% in April, minus 11% in June. So yes, dogs have been even worse this month than they have been all year. I don't even know how I've had a profitable month in September, frankly. Uh, It's (laughs) trended back down of late. We had a really good run earlier in the month. But yeah, surprising that I'm actually up on the month considering how badly dogs are doing. Yeah, you sound like you're in a little bit of a better mood than like previous weeks. I am not. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was funny. Okay, never mind then. Moving on to underdogs of the day. Where's my dog? Uh Uh-huh, where's my dog? Where's my dog? Zerillo, who's your favorite dog today that hopefully hits? Yeah, uh, the Tigers, um, they stood out to me in both halves today, plus 150 first five, plus 155 full game. Wentz, for them, does not rate as a guy having great stuff for Eno Saris's stuff plus rankings, which is something I'm going to look at for a pitcher who first comes up to kind of get a baseline for how their stuff should be. He is around 80, so not great. Location, though, is above average. You look at his scouting reports, kind of grades as like a slightly below average starter. Fit projections put him between 4.8 and 5.4 in terms of like a full season projection. He has pitched much better than that so far. I would put his expectation closer to like four and a half in terms of an ERA. I think he can be a little bit closer to league average because of that command. What stands out to me for this matchup, though, is the bullpens. The Tigers bullpen is the one aspect of their team, which is relatively close to league average. These two teams rank 15th and 18th in strikeout minus walk rate in the bullpens for the season. Baltimore is about five to seven spots better in expected FIP, uh, Sierra. So the underlying ERA expectation metrics, but the difference, you know, it's five spots in the gap, but the difference in those actual numbers is like 0.2. It's 3.5 versus 3.7, 3.75 versus 3.9. So the bullpens are actually pretty close when the Tigers have well-rested relievers. Um, that again, that's, they've traded some guys. It's both before and after the all-star break first half, second half, however you want to break down the splits, the bullpens are actually tighter. So I think the Tigers pitching today can keep this game closer than the line suggests around plus 180. So again, Tigers first side to plus 150 full game to plus 155. Not something I'm in love with because once isn't a guy who I think is phenomenal stuff is definitely below average, but I think overall the Tigers pitching can keep this game relatively close. Okay, how about you, Colin Whitchurch? What uh, game jumps out to you as a potential dog that might be uh, have, having some value today? I'm on the Cubs against the Marlins today. Adrian Sampson against Pablo Lopez. The Marlins put up 10 runs last night, cashed them on a first five line with Edward Cabrera on the mound. I don't expect much offense from them today against Sampson. It's important to reiterate how bad this Marlins offense has been, particularly this month, particularly in the second half of the season. We cite their WRC plus numbers, their bottom of the league, pretty much every split. They've also scored three runs or fewer in seven of their last 11 games and 19 of their last 25 games. So the offense has just been absolutely abysmal. Samson's been pretty average for the Cubs. I've, I've kind of liked him a little bit. He seems to have uh pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. 
they found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Figured some stuff out from his time in Texas, 348 ERA, 444 expected ERA, and a 445 XFIP. He's great at limiting hard contact. We don't see him strike out a lot of guys. He does run into walk issues at times, but he's in the 76th percentile in average exit velocity, 72nd percentile in hard hit rate, and 65th percentile in barrel rate. He's primarily a fastball slider pitcher, and the Marlins cannot hit either pitch. Run value, they're third worst against the fastball at minus 38.5 against the slider. They're fourth worst at minus 25.9. The other side, Pablo Lopez, you know, he's been kind of up and down in the second half. He looked great early in the season. He hit a huge funk in the middle of the season. Lately, he's been kind of alternating good and bad starts. Overall, 399 ERA, 401 expected ERA, 361 expected FIP. So he is the better starting pitcher in this matchup, but not to that significant of a degree and also he's primarily a fastball changeup pitcher and the cubs do have a positive run value against both of those pitches so samson i think can shut down miami's terrible offense and i think the cubs can scratch it enough across against lopez to cash this ticket i like their full game plus 125 okay excellent and on the first five, they're plus 120. Uh, pardon me, 125 full game, plus 135 on the uh, first five line. Okay, let's move on. Final bets of the day. Colin, we can go to you first. You already hit on Ray's Astros. We discussed that game uh, up at the top. Uh, Zerillo likes the Astros. Colin pushed back. He likes the, uh, he likes the other side of that matchup today uh, in Tampa Bay with McClanahan on the mound. What are some other lineup dependent? The Astros have not clinched the number one seed yet. So I think that's like where that could true. get a little confusing. So, yeah, they haven't clinched the number one seed, but they've clinched a buy and they've clinched uh, the divisions. And I just think they were celebrating last night and, and we might see some, some starters rest. Uh, yeah. We'll see, you know, if the, if the lineup comes out and all the Astros starting position players are in that game, then my mind might change, but I'm expecting, uh, some benches there and we might see that line move even further when that comes out. So I'm, I'm jumping on Tampa early here. Other game I'm on here is Rangers angels, a really gross matchup and a really gross pitching matchup of Patrick Sandoval against Cole Reagan's got to mention the angels here for Brendan. I am on the Rangers here primarily 
because of their offense and not at all because of Reagans, who has been a very pedestrian starting pitcher since he joined the majors. The Rangers crush left-handed pitching. I think they're going to crush Sandoval here today. Kind of surprised to see them as underdogs, a little bit too, too much respect for the Angels here. I like the Rangers both halves plus 105. The other ones I'll throw out just briefly. We talked about the athletics. I couldn't bite on them against Seattle today, but there are two dogs whose numbers are so far that just got to kind of blindly bet them small amounts. Consider them losses until proven otherwise. The Nationals with Patrick Corbin on the mound against the Braves are plus 240. And the Diamondbacks in game two of their doubleheader against the Dodgers tonight. Dre Jamison, one of their young pitching prospects who's got some fun stuff against Tyler Anderson and the Dodgers. That one's at plus 260 right now. I like both of those games at small bets, Diamondbacks and Nationals. As long as you can get them in the probably plus 230 or better range, I will take a stab on a couple of huge dogs tonight. And again, chalk them up as losses until proven otherwise. Okay, Zarello, you've got one more you want to touch on, and then we have to talk about a, a series that neither of you have a bet on, but it's important to discuss. Go ahead, Zarello. Dre Jamison, the GOAT, 80-grade sprint speed for a pitcher. Uh, absolutely incredible athlete. You really don't see that. So look forward to him pinch running in the future uh, in, in a big spot for the Diamondbacks as they pursue a wild-card spot in 2023 because I will be all over the D-backs next year. Last game on the board for me that I really like is the Brewers and the Mets. I like Milwaukee in both halves here to minus 115. They get the better of the splits on both ends of this matchup. The Mets are second against righties on the year, 14 versus lefties. But since the trade deadline, the Mets actually tried to add a couple pieces to help them against left-handed pitching, though they ranked first against righties and have fallen to 20th against lefties. Brewers on the season, 8th versus righties, 24th versus lefties. So again, better splits in both halves of that matchup. Aaron Ashby, I think, underrated by the market because he has underachieved. ERA around 4.5. Expected ERA around 3.6. His expected FIP is actually closer to 3.25. Batting average on balls in play, strain rate, home run to fly ball rate for him all should eventually regress towards league average. He has been unlucky in all three categories. His expected ERA is actually lower than Carlos Carrasco's, even though his ERA is actual ERA is a full run higher. So I think Ashby just a little bit underrated Milwaukee getting a better the splits. I like them to both halves minus 115. All right. Very good. So that leads us. We have one more thing to discuss today. You might be thinking, oh, there's a pretty big series going on today in the AL Central that we've yet to discuss. The White Sox and the Guardians meet for a series. The White Sox are four games back of Cleveland. This is maybe the the last hurrah, Colin Whitchurch, for your your White Sox. Is this the uh, th- this is it? This is where we could <laughs> they could fall on their faces or make this really interesting. What is our outlook of this series? What do we think for this series coming up here? You know, it's 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 really time for people who don't listen regularly. I I am a White Sox fan. If you watch my videos on on YouTube, my daily action picks, you see a lot of White Sox paraphernalia behind me. And I think this week is probably going to be the end of probably the most miserable White Sox season of my lifetime. That's saying a lot. They've had a lot of really disappointing seasons. They've uh, they've tanked a lot, but relative to expectations, this has been the most frustrating White Sox season of my lifetime. They need to sweep Cleveland in order to stand a chance at winning this division. Anything less than a sweep will have them three games back 
with about a week and a half to play. Also, anything less than a sweep will give Cleveland the tiebreaker. In the division series, Zerillo and I were talking right before we recorded, you can get a White Sox sweep on this series at about plus 500. And if you were to, I mean, you're not, you actually can't, but if you were able to parlay the lines of the, the projected lines of the three pitching matchups today, you'd get it at about plus 500. So that's about right. Obviously, that's not a bet I'm going to recommend. You can get a Cleveland sweep at about plus 650, which which isn't good value either. But I'm just, I mean, we're talking about this game because it's the biggest series of the week. Obviously, it's, you know, on par of it. if the Mets and Braves were playing this week, it would be the same thing. It's one of the only division races with any intrigue left. The question is, after this week, will there still be intrigue? I don't know. The White Sox have the edge tonight with Dylan Cease against Aaron Savali. They should win tonight. And then after that, who the hell knows? We're going to find out if if I have to care about the White Sox in October or not by the end of Thursday. I guess I'll just say that. Or the rest of the month, right? I mean, yeah. Oh, right. oh yeah. No, I see your point, though. Technically, October, because they've got five games in the regular season in October, too. Yeah. Zarillo, you got thoughts? I mean, in, in some of that math, Colin just mapped out for us. Zarillo had mentioned before we started today. Any angles here on this series and how we should look at it? Well, I do like the White Sox today in the first five innings. I would bet them up to minus 172. You can get it at minus 159 currently. I would have tend to have thought that Cease against Cleveland is not a good matchup because they're very effective at not striking out against right-handed pitching, fouling pitches off, getting guys deep into counts. He has been good against them this year, two and one, 17 innings, four runs, six walks, 16 strikeouts. That gives me a bit more confidence that he can be as effective as he would be against any lineup against the guardians. He tends to be a bit umpire dependent. And that's something I've noticed with his starts from the jump, if he's not getting those borderline calls, he seems to kind of fall apart a little bit. So you can actually tell how Cease's start is going to go from the first inning almost. If he's getting those calls on the edge of the zone or not. Um, I projected them around minus 120 for tomorrow and then plus 110 underdogs for Thursday, assuming it's Bieber against Johnny Coito. So yes, as Colin mentioned, that plus 500 number, sort of aligns for them to sweep sort of aligns with what I would project their lines out as for this series. Just take their plus 900 divisional number though, instead of that plus 500 sweep number, if you want to bet them at this point. You, um, so yeah, the White Sox for the first five innings today, I think is worth betting again to minus 172. And we will see how it plays out from here. Are you happy slash are you disappointed <laughs> that Lucas Giolito is not in this series for the, I, I am I'm not, I'm not. I, the the Guardians would tear Lucas Giolito to pieces. Just put me out of my misery. I think that's why they set it up that way. Just a hunch. Cease, Lynn, Cueto, Giolito, we'll start you against the Tigers and pray. So. We need the White Sox to win this series, and we need them to make the playoffs because payoff pitch is going to explode if by some magical stretch we get a White Sox-Mets World Series. That's That's the end of this podcast. We would have to retire it. You know what I love about this? And this is how we'll close. We're back here Friday for Lucas Giolito. This is great. Now, Colin won't be, oh, Colin's going to be here. out. Maybe, wow, we, you might have to record a little something for us. Uh, if so there's going to be happens. some White Sox. Well, by that point, we're going to know if the White Sox are worth a damn or not. By Friday, the right. White Sox season will either be over or it'll still be alive. So I, won't, I, I probably won't give a shit about <laughs> the White Sox by Friday. <laughs> When they Fine. lose tonight to Aaron freaking Savali. Okay. 
We'll bury them and, for you on Friday. And the Tigers starting a lefty against the White Sox on Friday. So you can just go ahead and lock in that over already. Yeah. And Very even good. if the White Sox somehow sweep this series, the Guardians finished the season with six straight against Kansas City. Wow. All right. Well, we'll we'll bury them for you on Friday. Uh, we'll find out who's in for Colin on Friday. Zarello's back Friday. I'm back Friday. Best of luck today, everybody, with your bets. Thanks for tuning in to Payoff Pitch. It's presented by BetMGM. We're with you all baseball season long here on the Action Network's Payoff Pitch. We'll catch you again Friday. Good luck. See ya. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.